0: Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. This will be another episode in the All These Things series, where we take a grapeseed component and talk about all the things you need to know about it to be successful. We'll talk about the component in general, its teaching method, some things to watch out for and avoid doing, as well as some good ideas for advanced use. We'll be talking about general tips on good practice. A specific lesson plan on a given day may call for something different. In that case, follow the directions in the lesson plan. It supersedes these general tips. This episode will focus on songs. Songs are an important piece of Grapeseed's verbal skills tools. They are fun and engaging for our students while also providing important language expressions and vocabulary. You will find that most songs in Grapeseed are almost like a mini action activity. They bring the energy in the classroom up and help refocus students when you continue on to other materials. With that increase in energy, usually comes a decrease in students' affective filters, making them more receptive to learning as well. This is why you will see in many of the lower units that often poems have a song before them. Since poems require greater student focus and can raise affective filters a little, a song done beforehand helps make them go much more smoothly and effectively. Music has a powerful effect on our memories. I'm sure you can remember music from TV shows or commercials when you were a child even now. While advertisers want to use this to get you to buy their products, we want to tap into that power to help teach our students English. Through music, our students will remember and retain the language in the song quickly, but we must always remember that the ability to sing the songs isn't the end goal. Songs give us the initial advantage in retention, but we must then make sure students know that it is language that can be used in normal speech. So let's jump into the teaching method. As songs are a verbal skills tool, you will never point to the text on the teaching cards. You will always sing while using gestures, facial expressions, pointing, or props to help convey the meaning of the language. You will always want to carefully read your lesson plan on a given day. Generally, sing shorter songs twice and longer songs once, but your lesson plan will specifically detail how to teach them on a given day. It might ask you to sing once and then say the words instead of singing, or simply sing a song you normally sing twice, once. Unless told to use it in the lesson plan, avoid using the CD in class when you sing songs. You as the teacher can sing the song more clearly without musical accompaniment and you can adjust the tempo as needed if students are struggling to understand or are losing focus. That about covers teaching method, so let's talk about common pitfalls and things to avoid doing. The first point here is that we always want to be teaching with purpose and meaning. Gestures and pointing are great things to use as long as they are helping convey the meaning of the material. You want to avoid making elaborate dances for songs where the students get so focused on mimicking the actions their teacher is making that they are no longer learning the language in the song itself. For example, let's look at the Good Morning song in Unit 1. In person and in video, I've seen a lot of elaborate dances with gestures for every word in the song. It's unnecessary and becomes a distraction from our real learning objectives. Just like we talked about in the All These Things podcast for vocabulary picture cards, gesture only for things that need it. Even if you are not a good singer, it is imperative that you do your best to learn the melodies for the songs in your unit and do your best to sing them in class with enthusiasm. Kids tend to love singing and they are not nearly as harsh of critics as you are on yourself. You will find that some of your students' favorite materials in Grapeseed are songs. If you come in with a negative attitude or with a lack of preparation, you could be ruining that experience for them. Keeping with the idea of students generally loving Grapeseed songs, when it is their turn to start singing, they often will be so excited that they scream out the lyrics of the words. It's nice to see this enthusiasm. But remember that when students are singing, you want to be able to clearly hear them to assess pronunciation and to measure just how confident and accurate they are. To measure this effectively, you need good data in the form of nice singing voices that aren't distorted through shouting. One last thing to avoid is related to the ending sounds in words. It can be easy while singing to leave them off. And if we leave the sounds off, our students most certainly will too. A great example of this is Great Round Ball in Unit 5, where lines end with words like ground and round. Make sure to hit those final D sounds just enough for your students to notice them. Prioritize effective conveying of the language over perfect studio singing. Remember, we are English educators, not Grammy award winning artists. So now that we know what to avoid, what are some things we can do to be extra effective in the classroom? My first recommendation is an add-on to the point made earlier about ending sounds. Remember, the goal here is to give your students the language in the songs, not to dazzle them with your singing ability. The most effective singing I have seen has been in the form of a teacher singing the song with the right melody, but almost saying the words instead of singing them. For a great example of this, refer to the professional development site on the portal to the G118 unit 18 songs in the Grapeseed Materials and Effective Teaching Examples course. Tim Jong, who is the trainer here, does an excellent job with this, especially with the special song and Perfect Shoes. Not only can you adjust your singing voice in this way, you can adjust the tempo of the song too to help your students clearly hear the words. Songs can sometimes have parts that go very fast, and if students only ever hear it at the rate on the audio CD, they will have a hard time understanding the language and by proxy, a hard time internalizing it. Slow down when you need to. For example, in old McDonald's farm in unit four, the song moves at a comfortable pace until here an oink, there an oink, everywhere an oink oink, or whatever animal sound you're making at the time. You can sing this part slower and then speed up again to normal tempo afterward so that you can gesture clearly and effectively and your students can understand the concepts of here versus there versus everywhere better. As mentioned before, your lesson plan will direct you to sometimes say the words instead of singing them. This is a great time for students to hear the words of the song in natural intonation, and they can then start forming connections between that language and normal speech. However, you as the teacher can help facilitate this process and make it even more powerful. Use language from songs throughout your classes to give your students exposure to how it is used naturally. For example, in our good morning song, when students come in, tell them how happy you are to see them. Then when you sing the song and sing, I'm happy to see you, you can start to see light bulbs going off in the classroom as students make that connection. In the start of this podcast, I mentioned how songs are almost like mini action activities, helping raise student energy while lowering their affective filters, setting students up to focus better on the next material. You can, when necessary, Adjust the order of materials in the lesson plan if there is a need for it in class. Of course, the lesson plans account for student energy and focus already, but you might be dealing with a special case in your classroom on a given day. For example, let's consider a situation where you have 5 minutes left in class and you have one story and then one song before you are finished. Your students had a tough day of PE class and it is very hot outside. They have been tired during your whole lesson and you want to do what you can to keep them focused and finish the lesson positively. In an extreme situation like this, you can move the song BEFORE the story to help raise energy that can then help your story go more smoothly. In the end, you have followed the lesson plan and what it says to do, but simply adjusted it slightly to meet the needs of your students on a given day. The last recommendation to be extra effective is a simple one, when you can, Have your students stand up to sing. It's just more fun that way, and they tend to sing more nicely when they're standing up nicely as opposed to sitting down. Hopefully, this episode has given you some new ideas or tips that you can employ in your own classrooms. If you have any other great ideas on using songs effectively, feel free to send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening, and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.